business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? The ultimate monster's back tonight. Now it's the ultimate monster fight. Now on the loose, you'll have its way. Welcome, everybody. It is happy hour, the happiest happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. We have so many comedians that want to be happy for you right now. They're going to be so funny. Yay. Uh, Right now, we're looking at five minutes for everybody. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Uh, Why do I do that? Because uh, I just like it when everyone knows when you run the light. You know what I mean? I get this. Uh, I'd like everyone to know. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to get started right here with some super funny comedians. I'm very excited for our first one. He is a very pretty man. He is a colored man. And what I mean by that is his tattoos have many, many colors. Put your hands together. It's Theo Hall. All right. Is this one good, Pam? Mm -hmm. We good? We have... As many microphones as we have audience members. So I think that's good. This is strange. This is comedy at this hour just shouldn't be. In the door open, it's like comedy in an, a light breeze, you know? Comedy in an easy bake oven with the nice uh, with the nice light. How are we doing, guys? We good? We're about to start this? Good? I'm glad that you're doing well, David. We had a lot of small talk outside, so I should probably just try to do jokes. Um... <laughs> I, uh, I'm moving back to San Jose, everybody. I tried to live in a town called Belmont. They were just like, hey, you haven't made enough good decisions financially to live here, so I'm going back down to San Jose. I lived, I lived in kind of the ghetto. I, um, I lived next to about eight taquerias and 52 pit bulls. Um, it was a little scary. Um, I, uh... I did figure out how to find a good taqueria. Um, how much they hate you upon walking in there. That's how you know it's going to be a good taqueria. Now, hate is kind of an iffy topic. We've had some weird experiences in this country. But when it comes to burritos, hate is a good thing. All right? Like, if if you walk into a taqueria and they're nice to you, you need to leave because you're in a Chipotle. You know? They're just... And I don't even have a problem with Chipotle food. Like, I had Chipotle today. Somebody at work stole it. I'm not bitter about that, you know? I, I am bitter. But um, here's, my, here's why I hate Chipotle. I was driving up here today, and on the 101, they have a sign, and it says, you go, comma, grill. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, David. It's not... It's, you've made people shit blood. You can't be cute anymore. You can't be using puns. You've left that world behind, you know? 
Once you take blood from someone's body and remove it from their anus, it you can't be you can't be cute, all right? That's like a felony. You've removed blood. You know you're a felon. You can't be making What's that? Yeah, no, I just, every one of them, a little part of me dies. You know, a little part of me dies. Raise the Barbosa. I just, what's that? Yeah, yeah, fuck those dads, man. Fuck those. It's all right. I, I appreciate this, David. I appreciate this. Um, I am, I'm a little excited. I figure out how to find... Uh, find housing in San Jose. Uh, if you go on a Craigslist and uh, someone posts a studio apartment for $700, be quick to respond to that ad, meet up with that person in person, and then stab them in the neck, okay? Because there's no such thing as a $700 studio in the Bay Area. What happened to me is basically this guy had a shed in the back of his house, and he's just like, you know what? If I go on to YouTube and I figure out uh, how to make a bathroom, I could rent this out for $700 a month. It was, a, it was a bad setting. I had like this shower that shot out about five laser beams of water. If one of those hit the tip of my dick, I would not come out to do comedy. You guys wouldn't get to hear this, all right? Thank you, Pam. Um, yeah, I don't know. The other thing that was weird in San Jose is uh, Vietnamese coffee shops. Uh, no one warned me about Vietnamese coffee shops. Um, basically, when you look like me and you walk into a Vietnamese coffee shop, you're what's called a police officer. And, uh, and they're, they're strange. Like, you walk in there and people are just in there gambling and smoking cigarettes inside. And, and then a half-naked woman comes up to you and it's just like, hey, can I help you? And it's just like, yeah, you could tell me what year it is, all right? I thought all this shit was illegal in California. I just wanted someone to warn me. But the coffee is not bad, and I did win uh, $20. So, uh, yeah, give it up for Pam, everybody, for letting us do this. Thank you, guys. Feel the undercover cop. You all need to know. That's right. Your next comedian handed me a piece of paper that says, Grocery Steve Neutrocentric Dog Side Salad Yonsei Horse Moon Rocks. And what that means is that he's going to be at the punchline on November 1st. So please put your hands together, everybody. It's Timothy Pizza. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, I realize uh, that I've been talking to myself a lot less. It's been pretty boring. I miss the company. Um... Yeah, you know, like I, I get pretty wound up, like I'm a stressed out guy, and uh, I noticed that if you watch the Animal Channel, you can learn a lot about not being stressed out. Like the turtles are really cute, and they're like swimming around, and they're like got their little flappy turtle arms, and they're just gracefully going through the water, and you never see a turtle just like fucking flip over a table and start choking his fucking wife. Just goes in there and he internalizes everything. That's what that shell's for. So I, I live in a neighborhood uh, where at the liquor store, um, you can buy uh, a single pair of underwear. And they just have a big pile of taco meat, uncooked. It's shit like this that makes me like wonder why I have so many fucking raccoons in the neighborhood. Like the raccoons in my neighborhood are evolving. I saw one sitting on a fence, eating an apple and enjoying the sunset. 
Um, and I was like, maybe I could trap a few of these little guys and like, uh, you know, just be buddies with them. Like I'd keep them drugged on like Ad- Adderall and Xanax so they'd be like peppy and willing to learn but like happy about it. Uh, so I'm like, well, first thing I want to fucking do is take them and like get a station wagon, put them all in the car with like their seatbelts on and uh, drive through McDonald's and get them all Happy Meals. I uh, like, just, just close your eyes for a second and imagine a raccoon with his little fingers just peeling back the foil box packet of barbecue sauce and just dipping the nugget in there and eating it. Yeah, it's like not a joke. It's just like beauty. Uh, so then I was like, well, I mean, you know, then maybe I could like take him down to international and like maybe I could, uh, you know, like uh, have him do something cool, like a little show. Like I could teach him how to hula hoop. And then it like dawned on me, it's like, fuck Timmy, you're always doing this dumb shit, like, there's no fucking way any of this will work. You don't know how to hula hoop. (laughs) Alright, uh, alright, uh, let's play a game, uh, it's called, uh, Would You Rather? Uh, would you rather, uh, get a hand job from a raccoon, or give a hand job to a giraffe? Uh, there's two rules, um, rule number one, Eye contact. <laughs> and rule number two is somebody's got to fucking come. Uh, so let's suss this out. Like, you got to be sat down to get a to get a hand job from a raccoon, and he's got those little fucking claws and opposable thumbs, and it's wrapped around my miserable dick, and it's miserable because a raccoon's touching it, and um, the eye contact is just horrible. It's like I'm looking face to face, and he's like, <laughs> they make that weird noise. He's just like. <laughs> He's just like jerking me off, <laughs> just making the fucking noise. We like the hamburglar of the animal world. Uh, it's horrible. It's like fucking, but a giraffe though. Whoa, that's like a big, beautiful, fucking sexual animal. Like a giraffe is fucking. His cock is right here, and you can fucking jerk a giraffe off with some goddamn dignity. Just fucking stand there and you're choking that motherfucker. Just fucking, yeah, the giraffe likes it and it's good and it's great and it's awesome and it's fucking great. I am not proud of who I am. I was so drunk when I woke up today that I wanted to join the fucking army. And when I made it into the shower, I washed a dollar seventy-six and change off my body. So rule number two was eye contact. Um, and that's like where my dick moves a little bit. And the giraffe's head is like wrapped around, like it's gorgeous. And ladies, uh, the giraffe has a 17 inch long purple tongue. Think about it. Um, my favorite thing about animals, since we know that I love animals now, um, is animal groupings. Animal groupings are uh, three or more animals and the scientists come up with these really funny names. Like three or more raccoons, it's called a gaze. Uh, three or more giraffes is called a tower. Like, uh, all you guys know, like, three or more crows is called a murder, and three or more bros is called a date rape. (laughs) Um, This one's true. Uh, Three or more female geese in flight is called a gaggle, and uh, three or more Japanese girls is called a giggle. First at the punchline. Buy your tickets now. Let him know that you want to see him at the punchline. Your next comedian, 
big fan of the comedy college. We're gonna see where that, like, he has actual real friends that he met at the comedy college and I just hang out with dick bags uh, every Monday on Joke Workshop. He's not a dick bag though. I mean, he was actually married for a while, which means some bitch wanted his dick and his, her mouth, you know, come on. Put your hands together, everybody. The very funny David Roth. Hey, Rudolph, with your nose you, this man. way, you Is that a comedy college theme song? What were you playing? Um, yeah, I actually also made a friend at jury duty, which I, I think that's impressive, right? There was like a video before jury duty, and it talked about like someone made a lifelong friendship. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I made a friend at jury duty. I feel proud of myself. You know how like you're talking shit about me in the comedy college? I, uh... <laughs> When I performed at Outside Lands, uh, <laughs> just an FYI, there was like, I was backstage with Moshe Kasher and Kasim, and Kasim fucking pulled that shot on me. He's like, hey, Moshe, this is my buddy David. He uh, performs all over the comedy college. So I was like, fucking awesome. This is never going to escape me. Natasha Muse, comedy college. Reggie Steele, comedy college. I'm just, I'm very defensive right now. Fuck everyone in this room. I feel bad for all the radio listeners that missed that giraffe handjob act out. That was, the 12 of us here really, that was, that was great, Timothy. That was a great visual. Um, yeah, I'm, I have a job now, so I can't really, I don't have time to memorize my jokes. That's what I'm telling myself. Uh, a few days ago, though, I stopped a public, a public masturbator. And I feel, yeah, I feel like pretty, I feel like pretty proud of myself. And it was like a high stakes one, too. Did you just wink at me or was that like a twitch? <laughs> Joey, I was like, what? But <laughs> okay, we'll, f- we'll we'll suss that out later. Oh uh, yeah, I know. But it was like a high stakes situation because like there was like a daughter and her mother like walking towards me, and then I hear like a rustling in a bush, and like the ATM next to me, and I'm like, oh shit, and so I just like look over, um, and I'm like, for God's sake, put it away, Carl. And like, I've never met the dude, but I just, there's something about, I just called him, and then like, it just became like an angry mob. This other dude was just like, God damn it, there's a 12-year-old girl right there, Carl. And it's just like, everyone started calling this fucking dude Carl. And there's something about like naming someone. I think people like to masturbate in the shadows, so there was just all this shame. And then he just started like holding up his fist. He's like, God damn it, my name's not Carl. And like, the moment you see like a masturbator and he's like holding up both fists, like, that's the moment you've won, right? If you can see both hands. Like you've done, you've done your duty. Um, so a little girl didn't see a, a public masturbator that day. She just saw a hobo, a hobo's dick. So I feel like that's a W for San Francisco. Yeah. I know it's a really, that's really, it's a killer bit. That was the first time I did that. All right, everyone's loving it. You guys, Joey Avery has a really good show in Los Gatos. Uh, there's only how many tickets left? Seven. Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I'm just keeping up with you. You're like, it's almost I'm like, good for Joey. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, I had a friend, can we still follow this public masturbation thing or is, do I need to move on to new material? Uh, I had like a friend on Facebook write an open letter to a public masturbator, which I just, I feel bad for, I feel bad for women that, I mean, I, I sympathize if you see a public, yeah, I'm connecting with all the women in this audience radio, uh, but she was just like, to the man on the BART pleasuring himself during rush hour, my commute is, or at least was, a sacred time, the one quiet, peaceful moment I have, she just like went on, I'm like, the only way you're going to see results is if you friend this guy, like, this isn't really like a great idea. 
Um, but I just wonder if, like, if the Bart masturbator ever posts, like, an open letter for not getting recognized. <laughs> it's like, to the people of this cruel, cruel world, today I mustered the courage to express myself sexually on the nine-card train to Dublin Pleasanton. But of course, no one so much as even looks my way. You techies are too obsessed with your goddamn phones. You ruin this town, Steve Jobs. I don't even feel like I'm a living, breathing, masturbating human being anymore. It's really hard to do my clean material now. Um, oh yeah, this is just like a small true thing that happened to me right before I got here, but uh, I was just like fucking around with someone. I was like, we're gonna take over this town. The girls are gonna love us and we're gonna get a bunch of BJs. And I like did that, but like my autocorrect changed BJs to HJs. It's <laughs> like fair enough autocorrect, that's uh, put me in my place. All right, that was a really fun set. Enjoy Joey Avery guys, I've been David. an HJ is I'm like is that oh a hand job right right I had I had a kid when I was teaching college and he texted me and was like are you DTF and I was like I don't know what that means (laughs) these millennial assholes your next comedian is a funny guy and we're excited about all the things he's gonna say put your hands together and slap them in a wild like motion for Jason Balmforth not expecting that all right neither, neither neither was joey hey but hey but this is this this is this is a big moment for me that means i got bumped and i'm excited that means i'm more important what have i done with my life made it here um i've come to a uh, striking conclusion that uh that gentrification is bad and i've come to this striking conclusion because um I was in a good vibrations, it's better not to ask questions. And I got looked down on by the staff working there, and I was thinking to myself, God damn it, when I worked at a porn store, I was not allowed to overtly look down on people. I had to covertly do it later. <laughs> and usually on the internet, write an open letter to someone. But that got me thinking, I was like, how did we get to the point? where everything has to be so upscale. Nobody is going into a good vibrations for any altruistic purpose. Nobody's walking in here going like, man, I really need some of this water-based lubricant so I can save those puppies that fell in that well. (laughs) It doesn't happen, all right? Like, I used to work at a store on Fifth and Folsom. I have seen shit, both figuratively and literally, you would not believe. Even I don't believe it, and I was there. And that got me thinking about a lot of the weird fucking jobs I've held in my life. None of them have been wildly successful. I think the most wildly successful job I've ever held was a job where I did not get paid at all. I was a volunteer at a wildlife refuge in Florida in my teenage years for a scared straight program. And I got to scrub a manatee. I did not know that this was on a, like a list of life desires. It was on the secret menu of shit I want to accomplish with my life. I didn't know it was there. I didn't even know it was an available option. But one day my boss came up to me and he said, like, hey, Jason, one of our, uh, one of our vet techs called out. Uh, would you be okay scrubbing, you know, scrubbing a manatee, getting the moss off of him? Yes. Yes, I would. 
And I can tell you, as I am rubbing down this 800-pound mammal with a patty, like a patio brush, that I looked deep into its eyes, and we made a connection, and I could understand why sailors in the 1700s were sexually attracted to these animals. There is a deep, soulful knowing in the eyes of a manatee. I got in a pause break. I'm, I'm gonna ride that one out. I used to work at a. I used to work graveyards at a gas station. See, like this is this is winter talk right here. This is this is why I do so well in the dating websites. Uh, I used to work graveyards at a gas station. I remember one time these two 14-year-old kids came in. And one of them had stolen one of my cigarettes that I had left on the ashtray outside from the ashtray outside. And all I could think is, I remember what I was doing when I was 14, and it was the exact same thing. I need to give this kid a cautionary tale so he doesn't turn into me and work, into, work in graveyards in a gas station for the rest of his life. So I said, hey, give it back. And you know, he was a 14-year-old kid, so he fucked me off, right? And he just walked off. I saw that kid later that evening, or morning, and he was laughing with his friend. He was like, ha ha, we stole your cigarette, fucker. And I was like, ha ha, you have herpes. <laughs> that scared him. They're like, no, man, I, 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 I put the lighter to the butt of the cigarette. I was like, that's just to make you feel better. I have seen Hobo smoke a cigarette out of a piss puddle. That lighter is not doing shit. I got a minute. Um, I think that in order for everyone to treat the service industry a little bit better, I think for a year after you graduate high school, you have to work in the service industry, and then we wouldn't have so many dickheads when we work in retail service. And that's my time. Thank you very much. Jason Balfourth, retail aficionado. Yes, your next comedian. I'm very excited. He's joining us on a Friday. He doesn't usually do that because uh, he's booked at like real places like Cobbs and the Punchline and other awesome things. He's won Rooster Tea Feathers. He's an amazing comedian. You guys are going to love him right now. Clap wildly. It's Joey Avery. Oh, I love that confidence, but Fridays I'm usually just drinking with my friends. Hi. <laughs> Get some solid Thursday shows from friends, but yeah, I don't do a ton of Fridays at clubs. Uh, I shouldn't have told the radio people that. They'll never look me up. Fucking douchebags. Um, I like doing comedy, though. It's a very fun thing to do. I'm starting to get a little worried about it as a life... Ch well, I mean, you guys have all had that. Uh, probably should be. But I guess my concern is even if things went well and you actually do become somewhat successful in comedy, that comes with getting, like, pseudo-famous. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you gain any level of fame in this country, eventually a bunch of people decide they fucking hate you. That's how it works. People turn on you. People decide the only thing they want to do is fucking hate you, all right? It happens to everyone. It happened to Justin Bieber, all right? An angelic-voiced Canadian boy whose only crime, as far as I can see, was becoming an adolescent. I don't... No, it happened to Dane Cook, whose crime, I think, was just being kind of a bro-y comedian. Uh, so you can imagine how I feel. A little scared, a little scared at that. The one that really fucked with me is it happened to Kale, uh, which is a leafy green. 
Uh, people turned on the fuck yeah bathroom laugh. Uh, people turned on kale, which is kind of crazy to me since it is a vegetable. Uh, people like if you eat it, people are like oh fucking kale, fucking uptight white privileged vegetable. I'm like I don't know. I feel like. It's always kind of a humble vegetable. It grows in the dirt like all the rest of them. I don't know. It just got caught on later in its career. doesn't mean you have to yell at me. I'm just trying to have regular shits. I feel like maybe you should just let me eat my veggies. Um, I don't know. That's concerning to me. I Comedy's a weird. You never think you're going to be a comedian as a kid, you know? I was like, oh, I'm going to be an athlete. And then I grew to 5'9". I was like, oh, that, that wasn't going to happen. You know, it's, it's what happens when you have uh, average-sized parents who are nice to you. It's very hard to make it uh, in anything. You don't have the same drive. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. If I was an athlete, I'd be such a piece of shit. Like, I just, it, it dawned on me, like, I watch sports, but I always forget that all these guys have coaches, you know? Because I imagine an athlete, I'm like, oh, these guys are out at clubs just slinging dick and dunking basketballs. And, like, no, they have a coach who, like, yells at them and tells them to run and, like, eat certain foods. I would have no time for that. If I was in the NBA, I had my own shoe on, okay, and some guy calls timeout, and he's like, Avery, pass the ball. I'd be like, come here, bitch, all right? Think I'm going to listen to an old man in a loose suit? No. Like, what shoes are you wearing? Are those Calvin Klein? Sick. These are Joey Avery's. How about that? You fucking bitch, all right? I would slap, I would slap that clipboard right out of his hand and be like, that's what you get, cracker. Um... I'm not white in this fantasy, guys. There are no white dudes with shoe deals. That doesn't happen. It really is. It's like Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. That is pretty much it on that front. And that's fine. I get that. I don't, I don't like walk around town like, oh, I want a new pair of shoes. You think I'm looking at white dudes' feet? No. <laughs> that's not how that works. It's just we don't have as cool shoes. Um... <laughs> what would I call my shit? Like, if I just, like, as a regular guy, it's like, ah, it's the Joe's sneaker. That's, no one's going to buy that. Uh, I think this, this is a little off the cuff, but I feel like sneaker is, like, the rapiest thing to call a shoe. You know what I mean? Like, why do we call it that? Like, I don't want to wear that. I'd be like, oh, don't forget your sneakers. I'm like, yeah, well, you know me, always up to no good. I, uh, it's like you walk into Foot Locker, it's like, do you want sneakers or running shoes? I'm like, well, fuck, if you put it that way. Um, yeah, I don't know, what else? I, uh, I'm a long-haired man, which is nice, I like that. I, it's a weird thing, I, like, expect compliments on it, like I've done something. All I've done is not do something. All I've done is, like, not cut my hair, but for some reason, I'm like, look, I'm unique, you know? But there's something that, that men get to have. Like, if I'm walking through town, and, like, my hair gets messed up, and it's, like, blowing in my face, I get to have this nice feeling where I just get to be like, oh, fuck society, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking artist, you know? But then if someone's like, nice hair, I'm like, what, this old thing? Um, all right, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pam. at Doc's Lab and everywhere around the city. Him and his pretty, pretty, pretty hair. So pretty. 
Your next comic also has pretty hair. He's coming fresh off the Desi comedy tour. They've been doing dates all over the Bay Area. Super amazing show. Uh, really great times. You guys get to experience them right now. Clap wildly. It's up. Hey, not Carney. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin and the other comedians, guys. Um, the theme of today's mic was what? Old people versus millennials? Is that it? Okay, I don't know what it was, but... Uh, Old people are weird, man. <laughs> just like, just like young people. <laughs> uh, the thing about old people is that they say old people. As you grow old, you grow wise. But old people are also racist. Like, I don't know how those two go together. You know, how can you be? Maybe when you're, maybe a wise racist is uh, a racist that uses euphemisms. You know. Um, one of my neighbors is kind of old, she's 95 years old, and she's a racist, but I can't really correct her because she's suffering from Alzheimer's, you know? She doesn't remember her name, but she never forgets to say some racist shit once in a while. I was like, how the fuck does this work? Every morning she gets up, I don't know who I am, but I just hate that brown guy across the hall. <laughs> or maybe she's stuck in her own version of the movie Memento, you know? Maybe she's a, she has a tattoo of a brown guy on her forearm that just says 9-11, never forget. And then she sees my face and she freaks the fuck out. That's what happens. Um, I've been getting, I, I'm 33 now and uh, I feel like I'm growing old and um, I, I see a bunch of wrinkles on my face, but I, I gained a bunch of weight over the last few months and my wrinkles have disappeared. So it feels great. I'm making my own Botox, you know? And I feel like a fat kid all over again. <laughs> These jowls are amazing. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube ads and they really piss me off because uh, they're trying to sell me shit that I don't need, you know. I saw an ad for uh, a guy who's selling a blender, you know. Have you seen this guy? He comes in and he's like, wallet blend, that's the question. You know, have you seen that guy? Like he, he puts in a golf club in this blender and I'm like, who the fuck is eating golf clubs <laughs> in a blender? Like who is this person that needs a golf club smoothie just to be like, hey, this blender is worth the price, you know. Um, yeah, man, uh, fuck, this is what happens at open mics, you forget all your new shit. Um, <sighs> dead air time. Um, I've been listening to a lot of NPR and, um, I think NPR is interesting because they try and connect random things that aren't really connected, but I think they pull it off because they have that voice, you know, the NPR voice, where the guy goes... Seagull migration is going to be important because it's going to affect the economy, you know? <laughs> they always talk about the economy and how it's affected by random events, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, going back to my fucked up neighbors. Because <laughs> that is safe. <laughs> I, uh, they keep leaving these post-it notes outside my apartment. Right? They're very passive-aggressive. One of my neighbors left a note saying, Apartment 1. Keep it down, signed apartment four. And the whole note was in all caps. So I replied, hey guys, thanks, but why are you shouting? <laughs> and then they replied, don't be a dick, signed apartment four. And then I took that note and put it on apartment three. <laughs> Which is uh, where my landlord lives. <laughs> uh, apartment four is now vacant. And uh, that's how you deal with passive aggressive motherfuckers, okay? That's how you do it. Um, 
man, it's crazy, man. Like Joey was talking about stand up and where it goes. Like, I think it's cool that we do stand up. You know, like it's uh, it's it's amazing. This is now slowly turning into a TED talk. But hey, let's do it. A two minute TED talk. For the people listening on the radio, you guys, uh, we. Don't give a fuck what you think. No, I'm just kidding. We do give a fuck what you think if you're here in front of us, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's about it. I don't have any new, any more new stuff. So thank you guys, and uh, I'll see you next Friday. You guys can check out a lot of cool stuff on the, you can watch all their YouTubes from the Desi Comedy Festival super amazing your next comedian he's such a lovely guy we're doing something weird starting in September we're gonna play some D&D on air live oh yeah we're dorks I play magic I don't play D&D online with this motherfucker put your hands together it's Ian Levy going to AA so he went on alright thanks guys thanks oh boy um I've been I've been trying to figure out a way. I think the problem with this country is uh, not enough people watch the news. We need to get more people to watch the news. So you got to make it more entertaining. Uh, I think of making a more entertaining news program. I'm gonna call it ISIS on Ice. It'll be very very exciting. Acrobatics with current events. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be very exciting. I'll try to be more political. I don't know. I I uh, I don't think I don't think I could ever vote conservative, guys. I've come to that conclusion because I just couldn't vote the way Nazis vote. I'm not saying all conservative people are Nazis, but 100% of Nazis vote conservative. <laughs> all right, like, because there's no one out there going, white power, but green energy, guys. Like, the Jews <laughs> may control the government, but we should still recycle. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you guys excited for anyone feeling Hillary Clinton? <laughs> anyone feel it, feel it the, the Hillary? Um, I think I think there's a lot of people kind of bummed out about that in San Francisco, and I think however you feel about Hillary Clinton, you have to admit that it's like a, it's a good step forward socially for social progress to have the first female president. Like that is a cool thing, regardless of how you feel about the actual person who it is. And, and people I was talking about like, oh, it'd be good to have a female president, but people forget we've already had a female president, or have you forgotten about Jimmy Carter? What? <laughs> what? Jimmy, oh, fucking just, yeah! Uh, what? Jimmy Carter burn. Oh, man. Well, you know what some people, some people, some people say what we really need for president, what we really need for president isn't a woman, but we need a mentally ill hound dog in a suit. But what they, what they forget is we've already had a mentally ill hound dog in a suit. Or have you forgotten about Ronald Reagan? What? Oh, fucking shit, yeah! Get some. <laughs> what? Some people, some people, some people think we need a more sexually liberated president. Some people think we need a more sexually liberated president. And to that, I say we've already had a more sexually liberated president. Or have you forgotten about James Buchanan? What? Oh, fucking James Buchanan burn America's only bachelor president. <laughs> it's a genuine fact. It's a genuine, genuine fact. Some people, some people, some people think we, what we really need for president, what we really need is, is some people wanted a slight center-right conservative president. That's what some people think we really need. And to that, I say, we've already had a slight center-right conservative president. Or have you forgotten about Bill Clinton? What? Oh, fuck it. Oh, shit. 
Oh, man, NAFTA was not good for the economy. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. Oh, boy. Some people, some people, some people, some people think that we should just have, a, they wanted Bernie Sanders. They wanted someone to make us feel the burn. But we've already had a president who's made us feel the burn. Or have you forgotten about President Hoover? What? Oh, fucking, he set a shantytown on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that World War I veterans were living in. <laughs> That's a real thing he did. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Some people, some people, some people, some people think we should just forget about the presidency altogether. We'd just be better off without a president. And we've already had a president we can forget about. Or have you forgotten about Gerald Ford? Oh, fuck, you did. You did. You all forgot about Gerald Ford. <laughs> he wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> some people, some people, some people, some people think we should have we should have a president uh, who loves lasagna, but but hates Mondays. And to that I say, we've already had a president who loves lasagna but hates Mondays. Or have you forgotten about? John Adams. What? Oh, fucking, yeah, you don't know where that's going. Don't think you, don't think you know my jokes. Don't think you know me. This famous John Adams. Loved lasagna, hated Mondays. Just, I don't know who else you think that could have been. I don't know who else that could have possibly been. Just because people share a name doesn't make them the same person fucking morons. <laughs> the lot of you. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I, got, I got one for every president, so I could do this. I could do, I, I could do this for a lot longer, but uh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just end it, <laughs> so it doesn't, it, I'll end you from your agony. But some people, some people think we should just have, we should just have a president uh, who actually cares about us and does the right thing, uh, but we didn't elect Ralph Nader. Oh, Ian Levy going straight to my heart. Some people, some people, all people love Ralph Nader. And Ian Levy, clap again, yeah! That was a great set. Let's see what happens right now. If we can have our, our favorite underground comedians best themselves. Ian Levy, that was an amazing set. Let's see if one of my other favorite people can also connect things in a weird way. He just connected a bunch of shit in a weird way, which is what our next comedian's gonna do. He's gonna jump up from the back. He's wearing my favorite color. It's it's like, uh, it's teen aqua force. Everybody put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey! We are and Thanks, Pam. Uh, I know it's a little hack to comment on the guy that just went before you, but uh, I just want to say two things real quick. Uh, first of all, you know, we may have forgotten about Gerald Ford, but at least we didn't forget about Dre. You know, that's the important, that's the important thing. And second, to, to pull back the veil a little for your listeners, the guy that Ian was high-fiving after he did that joke every time was holding a tall boy PBR, and I just think that increases the broosity of that bit to, to an extent that our listeners sadly could not appreciate in the moment. Tragedy, really. Uh, so, sorry? <laughs> so uh, when I was in college, um, the first roommate I ever had uh, was this dude, Rob. And I was talking shit about him. 
with uh, a friend of mine uh, from UC Santa Cruz a little while back, and she summed him up better than I ever could. She says, she said, strong contender for the most boring individual to have ever existed. And this guy was just just bland personified. I, I have to say, he had a he had a beard with no mustache, and and he was just like the most the most uh, un like non-decision-making person you could ever hope to meet. He was a sociology major, of course. Uh, but I haven't really kept up with that guy. But I think I may have met someone who could challenge him for that throne of, of blandest person ever to exist. And, and I'm really happy to say that I'm no longer working with them because today was the last day at my temp job. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm... I'm you have no idea. This was the most presumptive, annoying, and and just one of the most generally unpleasant. He's and and what was unfortunate was like he he's very left wing too. So like you, it's it's hard. It makes it so much harder to hate someone when they share your values. You just you just want them to like spout some you know Trump rhetoric at some point so you can feel more justified in your hatred of them. Yeah. May I say make America gay again? Let's let's go with that. That's I'm sorry. That's that's hack. That's on hats. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like today. I realized I should have just been counting up the number of times that he sighed in frustration, said, "Jeez" or "Damn," and uh, God, I'm sorry. I'm just venting right now. Uh, but yeah, today was my last day at this job. It was a law firm. Um, Okay, kind of a seg, kind of uh, you know, off topic, but I'm gonna bring it back. How many of you do you think you would describe yourselves as intense in your in your shitting? Because the, I, I've the, my last three jobs now have been at law firms, and I've come to, and I'm also really into legal drama, so I've come to think of people in that profession as being very put together, very buttoned up, you know, very sure of themselves. But there was this guy that I met that, uh, and and I say met in quotes, and you'll see why in a moment. Because uh, I went down to the bathroom for my afternoon nap, and uh, this guy comes in a few minutes after me, and. He's panting hard. This guy just ran a fucking 10K. <laughs> and he sits down on the toilet right next to me. And he just, and all sound stops. I'd be shocked if his pulse didn't cut out too. Because he just sits down and I'm ready for some, you know, uh, Pompeii level shit to go down, so to speak. But what proceeds to happen is the most quiet, ninja-like poop that I have ever heard in my life. And that wasn't even the first time that happened. I don't know. I've, I never saw the guy's face either, and I kind of I'm kind of glad I didn't because now he just exists as this myth in my head. Um, all right, so Werner Herzog's in the news again, guys. Uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a movie that just came out uh, about the internet. Lo and behold, I haven't seen it. I know, I know, but he was on Conan the other night, and. He, he's, you know, he's talking just about his, himself in relation to the internet, and he says, oh, I have no online presence. There are many imitators, but it's fine. They are all unpaid stooges. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm an unpaid stooge. You know how, that's just one step away from being a paid stooge. For God's sake, I, I don't think I've ever heard a more perfect encapsulation of the profession of a stand-up comic than an unpaid stooge and for it to come from the mouth of my fucking idol, Werner Herzog. I don't, I couldn't ask for better. I'm Stefan Massey. Hey,
can't do the voice as well as he can. Stefan Massey, everybody, yay! And then, yay! Uh, your next comedian, he is ready to take his comedy and seduce you into a closet, tie you up, spread eagle, and make you listen. Are you ready? Are you ready to be chained up and to listen to your next comedian's awesome diatribe? I am! I submit! Everyone, I hope you do too. It's Ken Suzuki! And April Fool, he makes a werewolf's out. He makes pride. Oh, thank you, Pam. Rousing intro. Feels good to be back. It's been a while since I've been here, and I can, gotta say I've missed Mutiny. I really have. This is my favorite room. This is the room where my illusions of being a comedian were made. <laughs> now, I've been gone, though, because I've made some friends in the tech world, so I started developing a, an app. I just started developing an app. It's, like a, it's a lot like a, that Pokemon Go game. But just like that, you go wandering the world looking for things that aren't real, but feel really good when you find them. It's called Affordable Housing Go. I think it'll go over very well with citizens of the Bay Area. Now, I assume everyone in here likes sex. Can we, can, does everyone here, is that a good assumption? I, I like sex, but I like my sex with just a, a little bit of danger. You ever been fucked with a gun in your mouth? Fully loaded, clocked, uh, cocked, finger on the trigger with the safety off? Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It became that way. Oh. All I got to say is, it's hot. You know, hot like a civilian family getting vaporized by a drone strike? That hot. But, uh, forget how that was going to go. Oh. Did she come? I don't know. Being that I'm alive, I'm guessing she did. I can tell you, I sure came. It was powerful. It was like a religious experience. My, my eyes rolled back. I was twitching, shaking, speaking in tongues. She's, she was like, are you coming? Or just filled with the Holy Spirit? I hope you're not having an allergic reaction to the gun. I can't afford the EpiPen anymore. Topical. The point is you got, she was on top. The point is, you gotta get your nuts any way you can. Because good orgasms, just like affordable housing, very hard to come by. <laughs> oh my god. I uh, say, I, I, I think I've gained the reputation out of most comics in the Bay Area for saying kind of fucked up things. I don't know if it's something I developed recently, but I was remembering back uh, high school class. And it may, it's been something I've, had, I've been doing for a long time. Because when I was a little kid, we were given that thought experiment. I was asked, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And I replied to the teacher, yo, Mr. Hingstrom, this is a trick question. Everybody knows eggs don't come. <laughs> that joke came way too fast to be considered original. <laughs> oh, got way too many jokes about coming. Like up to my eyeballs and cum jokes. And um, my... Um, a couple weeks ago, I was overseas. I had to go visit Japan. I found they had this dish called oyakodon. Uh, that translates as parent-child dish. 
And essentially what it is, is you take a chicken and you sear it and you cook it up with its egg. It is delicious. You can just taste the familiar side. Oh, it is amazing. I was like, it's really to die for or kill for if you were. <laughs> Thank you very much. Stay woke. Ken Suzuki, everyone. Chicken or the egg? Where do I put my dick? Yay. Ken Suzuki, hooray. Uh, your next comedian, uh, also another funny man. I'm, I, I've seen his cute pictures on Facebook. He knows where to put his dick. Uh, it's no, he, <laughs> sorry. His, his pictures, Facebook pictures, like him and his girlfriend, like hugging and shit. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be gross, you guys. What's wrong with you? Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Christopher Guerrero. They are the boys in the hood. That's what Joey. Hey, how's everyone doing? Excellent. Good. So. I read online that uh, rapper 50 Cent is now bankrupt. Yeah, so 50 Cent is not only his name, it's also his net worth. <laughs> Find me in the club, begging for a change. Uh, remember when Donald Trump called Ted Cruz a pussy? This is coming from the same guy who was afraid to face Megyn Kelly at a debate. Who's the pussy now, huh, Mr. DeFrump? That's his real last name, by the way, DeFrump. That sounds more like a, a sound effect from the Batman TV show. Pal, Biff, DeFrump. <laughs> by the way, Ted Cruz isn't a pussy. He's just a Bible-thumping asshole, that's all. So, do we have any masturbators here tonight? <laughs> Raise your hand if you masturbate. Nice, nice. For those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're all fucking liars. <laughs> I masturbate, and there's nothing wrong with masturbation. Besides, how do you think I managed to stay faithful to my girlfriend after all these years? Besides, if Arnold Schwarzenegger knew how to masturbate, he wouldn't have fucked that ugly maid of his. No, I mean, have you seen what she looks like? Ew. And I am glad that Maria Shriver divorced him. You might say that this is the first time a Kennedy shot down an immigrant instead of the other way around. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> so... People say, <laughs> people say that marijuana is a gateway drug. And they're right. It's a gateway to overeating and liking the Dave Matthews band. I guess you're fans of Dave Matthews. Okay. I'm sure you all seen the Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. You know the scene where the new Death Star blows up all those planets? When I saw that scene, I was like... Whoa. I hope Jar Jar Binks was on one of those planets. He's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm a big animation fan. I love watching cartoons. But there are certain cartoons that left me with unanswered questions. Like, how is it possible that Speed Racer's car can jump over cliffs, go underwater, but it can't keep that kid and his monkey from getting in the trunk? 
<laughs> it's weird. That car is bulletproof and fireproof, and yet it isn't childproof or monkeyproof. And how come we don't know who Casper the ghost was before he became a ghost? Apparently, Casper was a young child, but we don't know how he died. For all we know, he could have died of a crib death or a late-term abortion. Maybe he was babysat by Casey Anthony. We don't know. That's my time. My name is Chris Guerra. Thank you. And, and thanks to Pam, the most bangable woman in comedy. Hey, yay, Chris Guerra. Uh, your next comedian is our first lady of the night. Oh, yeah, she's our lady of the night. Uh, I want to do push-ups with her in a dark room. I think that we should do that sometime together. I think it would be fun. We can run through joke theory, and and, and you'll kill. I'll be like, I could do seven. And you're like, all right, it's a... This is what I do, yo. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny lady and incredibly lovely and very funny. Everybody put your hands together. Louisa Isbell! Quite a different story Once he served his purpose Don't account for much Thank you, Pam. Let's give it up for Pam. I hope everyone voted Mutiny Radio for everything. Because I did. Best Korean restaurant, Mutiny Radio. Um... So speaking of push-ups, uh, I just got out of a long-term relationship, and um, not I wouldn't say it was like a defining characteristic of the relationship, but just a thing that happened a lot is we would just like do 100 push-ups together in the morning um, in sets of 10, just 10 by 10. I don't know. It's a good way to start your day. <laughs> it's like become a habit of my own, uh, even though the relationship is over. So Pam, you're not wrong. I do a lot of push-ups. I like them. They make me feel good. They make me feel like a strong bitch. Um, so I work downtown, a lot of tech bros, just a lot of people that I don't understand. And I, I mean, I do work in tech, but I still don't understand them. And I was walking down the street last week and I saw a gentleman, just business casual, uh, I shit you not, double fisting a vape like instrument in one hand and a monster energy drink in the other, <laughs> riding a motorized unicycle. Like, not even a hoverboard, because that would just be too on the nose. He was just like, no, I'm gonna be different. And I saw him, and I was just like flummoxed. And I couldn't help but wonder if this is like the millennial equivalent of, um, you know, like how with evolution, they're like poison dart frogs. <laughs> And they're like red, because it's like, don't put me in your mouth. I'm going to make you sick. Um, and I think like all of those traits, they're just, it's a warning. And just, just don't just don't put them in your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and so speaking of boning, um, so my long-term relationship ended. That's fine. Not very prepared. <laughs> yeah, so it ended, and it's fine. I had a gynecological appointment last week, so I'm still getting action. Um, it was the first time I ever saw, oh, there's so few women here, this is gonna be like really illuminating for a lot of gentlemen. Uh, it was the first time I ever had a man doing the exam. I don't know, it's like, it's fine. Like, they're your doctor, it's not weird. They make it weird when they say things like, 
so Eddie, my physician's assistant, he was like, would you like a female chaperone? But he's like already in there. And I was like, why would you ask at this junction? <laughs> this is like, it's too late. Uh, and also, what would she be doing? Like, she's like, she'd be standing in the corner making eye contact with you. I was like, I thought that sounds terrible. It's like, I don't want that at all. So, um, yeah, I found out after the appointment I assumed during the appointment, but I like confirmed online after the appointment that he had like literally two weeks prior graduated from physician's assistant school. So I was his first non-cadaver. It was an honor. Um, it's like also, you know, I guess ladies, <laughs> when you hook up with someone and it's just really apparent that they've never provided a woman with an orgasm before. <laughs> yeah, it like also, it transfers in a medical context as well. I was just like, okay, this sucks for you, Eddie. Um, yeah, so a normal, a normal pap that you receive as part of your women's wellness exam, it should take 30 seconds. It should just be like very in and out, um, just enough time for them to be like, what are your plans this weekend? And you to be like, please don't talk to me right now. Um, but it took seven minutes because he just, just wasn't really sure what was going on um and it concluded with him telling me you know okay don't freak out <laughs> why would you say that like at all but especially as a medical professional you just don't ever start anything with that and so I was like what's wrong and he goes well okay I can't find it you can't find what <laughs> it's all very clear it doesn't go very far it's like I can't find your uterus um and so he had to get a bigger speculum and just like do a bunch of maneuvering, but he found it. Um, and, uh, and he later let me know, he later mansplained to me that my uterus is like inverted or concave or something. And I was like, look, dude, that's a lie. That just sounds like a lie. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not accurate. I think he was just really embarrassed about how long it took him, uh, to do the thing that he went to school four years to learn how to do. <laughs> But it's okay, no hard feelings. Uh, we matched on Bumble, <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. I downloaded Bumble on Wednesday night in like a like just weird. I don't. I was just like, I should do this, and then I deleted it the next morning. Cole, I saw you on there. <laughs> you'll 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 never know because I deleted it the next morning. <laughs> I also saw Jeff Dean swipe the fuck right. Um, <laughs> But I'll also never know if he swiped me back because I deleted it. So I'm kind of upset about that. I wish he was here tonight so I could make him feel uncomfortable. Um, Bumble's weird. Don't do it, guys. Just, I don't know. It made me really uncomfortable. Thanks. I'm done. uncomfortable with Bumble. I love that you... You should do some weird, like, spelunking of strange comedians on those dark and deep, bizarre websites. Those poor men are never going to... They're trying to make their mom's house look so cute. Your next comedian might actually... I think he actually doesn't live with his mom. He's a real adult. He's an adult. He's an adult. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Roman Leo! Oh, hello. Uh... Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, it's cool. I got to get through you guys to get to Saturday. It's going to be fun. Uh, my name is Roman. Uh, I found out I'm losing my hair. Uh, it, it was raining. 
Did you know that your hair kind of acts like an umbrella for your bald? Right? There's like nothing sadder than a bald guy in the rain. It's like, hey, oh, are you crying? Oh, no, you're just bald. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that one time that that one time you said no to drugs and you're like, oh, shit. Now everybody in this crack house thinks I'm a cop. Fuck you, Nancy Reagan. Um, I used to I used to work in Little Italy in Cleveland, Ohio. Little Italy's fun if you like pizza and cannoli and racism. Uh, yeah, there was like a little like my boss at the restaurant sold Coke, and there'd be like a little old lady that would walk up the street and be like, "Watch out, Benny, DEA down the street." It's like a very tight community for uh, you know Sicilians. Um, uh, so one time my, my, uh, my boss, I was like, you don't really want to mix big business with pleasure, but my boss asked me to drive him to get cocaine. And I was like, sure, I'm buzzed, you know, I, I'll drive. Uh, you have seven DUIs. Uh, this is before buzz driving was drunk driving. So, uh, I don't know how he got seven DUIs. I'm pretty sure he had at least one DUI. And we went to go get cocaine, and then it turned out it was a crack house, because that's an old crack house, or crackhead trick. Yeah, but I was just like, there not there, where is, I thought we were going to buy blow. I mean, like, I, you know, I had never, I hadn't, uh, I still have never smoked crack. You know, it just didn't, it just, it just didn't gel. Um, but it's weird, you show up in a crack house, everybody else is smoking crack, and you're not smoking crack. Right, just sitting there with your like four pack of Miller beer, you know, it's super like it's not a good housewarming gift for a crack house, you know, like good housewarming gift for a crack house is like crack or money for crack or like, hey, I have this loose tooth we could try to smoke, you know, like, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, and everybody like crack just makes it so everybody can just really focus on staring at the fact that, you know, staring at you for the fact that you're not smoking crack, you know, and crack, I don't know, crack might, they say it makes you feel like God or something, which might be true if God is a person that spends all his time negotiating the price of his next hit of crack. Um, yeah, I don't regret a lot of things. I regret, uh, regret not finishing college, you know. 16 parking tickets, well, too much. Um, but I regret not smoking crack because that was like the only time ever I didn't get invited back, you know? Like, they don't, that was the only time I ever had to say no to smoking crack. It's not, it's probably not that hard if you only have to, right? Say no once. It's like, uh, yeah, crack house. It's fun. There's rules. There's rules to any business. Like the the first rule of a strip club is like put your shoes back on. Uh, you know. Second rule of a strip club is like you can throw a dollar one time, but if you try to pick it up, the bouncer's gonna get to you before you can throw it again. You know. <laughs> That's the stripper's money now. You know. Like rule three of the strip club: don't pay two hundred fifty dollars for a blowjob because there's plenty of open micers that would do that for free. Um, right? They don't wanna. You shouldn't pay that much. Um, well, this was productive. Uh, I think you guys, right? Hmm? I don't know. I don't really, really have a resolution, except that I guess I didn't smoke crack because I was 20. I was underage.
that I hope I hope you guys enjoy yourselves this evening. Good night. All of the other reindeer. Yay! We should try to get him smashed. That was Roman Leo. Yay! Yay! And then, yeah, you can woo. You can do. Make, you can make noises with your mouths and your hands. It's okay. It's allowed here at the happy hour. Here at MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, don't keep it quiet for your next comedian. He doesn't keep it quiet. He likes to ride roller skates. Why? Because he's an old man and won't let go of old things like roller skates from the 80s. You just got to let it go, bro. I don't know what that whole thing was about, but no, maybe maybe roller skates forever. Maybe get some, you know, jetpacks on the back of them. I don't know. You guys are going to love him. His comedy is going to jetpack you into the universe. Everybody clap your hands wildly. It's Matthew Quirk. It's a night for drinking. So our Sunday, Monday, too. All right, I was going to go somewhere else, but since we've discussed old, and tonight is about millennials versus Gen Xers or something, I don't know who's funnier, millennials or Gen Xers, but I know who's tougher. Gen Xs are way tougher than all you millennials. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. So let's begin with your diets. I mean, you guys with all your hyperallergenic soap and everything have like de-evolved in front of my face. I mean, you guys are deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. I mean, bread is the thing most closely associated with like actual society and civilization. Like before that, we were just in huts. Then we invented bread, and now we have civilization. How can we entrust you with civilization when we can't entrust you with bread? It's terrible. I mean, in your diets, I mean, I'm paleo, I'm paleo. How come I'm losing weight? I'm paleo. I don't know, because you're not fucking paleo. I mean, did you chase that meat down? Did you make stone tools with your hands? Are you shivering? Paleo shivered a lot. You want to be paleo? Try shivering. It's real paleo. And that bleeds right into your, to your exercise routines. You want to get those hard-to-reach places in your core? Shivering. That's why those guys were so ripped. All your big-for-nothing CrossFit bullshit. Man, way to, way to call yourself the best at something without having to compete against brown or black people. I mean, fucking fittest man on earth, CrossFit. Putting the fucking, you know, burning CrossFit is more like it. Anyway, that was not for me. Anyway, yeah, you know what a paleo would be doing today if they were alive? They'd be eating carbs, they'd be fucking diabetic, and they'd be loving it. So enjoy it. Yeah. And weed, Jesus, the weed thing. Now that's where the de-evolution is most pronounced. I mean... No one here remembers 1987 here, do you? No. The year, America ra- the, the year America ran out of weed. Back then there was weed or no weed. Now it's all your fucking shatter dabs and your fucking vape pens and which club has the red Congolese on special. You got it too easy. None of you had to fucking save up your roaches for Sunday and smoke them because they were special. None of you guys even do that, do you? No, no. And, and it, we did, and it made us tougher. We had to suffer for our weed. You guys don't know the meaning of it. Damn. And with those fucking vape pens, you guys have gone from like 
homo sapiens looking each other in the eye to all these homo sativas and homo indicas all hunched over your Pokemon go walk off a cliff fucking lemming suicide oh already because I haven't even get started on pussy man you guys got it too easy there too Man, when I was going on for pussy, it was like Vietnam. You're there in the bush, deep in the jungle, looking out for Charlie, you know? The orgasm was a myth. The G-spot hadn't been invented yet. The clitoris was like the lost city, a Mayan city re-engulfed by the jungle. You're like, are you sure it's this way? You know, you couldn't see which way was north. Man, you guys have it. It's more like a fucking, it's like the Iraq war, just fucking nothing between you and Baghdad. There's no mystery. You just got it too easy. Man, we didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to tell us what to do. And it made us tougher. It made us tougher. All right. I've had enough of you. Good night. Matthew Quirk. He's had enough of you. Just so you guys know, the thing that I hate most about millennials right now is that they uh, they like their buds so trimmed. You know? Like, I like a little leaf. I like a little... I like to see the crystals on my bud. I don't like anyone to finger fuck the bud before I do. Do you see? And they're just so... What, I'm talking about me not shaving my bush. Your next comedian, he's a funny man. He's from Russia. I don't think they shave their bush in Russia either. I don't know what happened. I don't even think they have razors there. I don't know what they let the people in good Russia do. Uh, but they're communists as fuck, and I love them for that. Put your hands together right now. It's Gene Feld. My way. Give it up for Pam and her love of communism. Well, thank you for sharing that first experience that was very special. Um, I also had a first experience. Have Have you guys ever driven a cop car? They're fucking great cars. Like, they go fast, they handle like a dream. Um, like, um, Whatever, like the other night, my girlfriend kind of got me into trouble. She was getting arrested, so her big idea was that I got to come out and steal the cop car with her in it. And then, uh, and we did that, and then the first thing that she says is like, well, you got to get rid of the cop car, uh, as opposed to thanks. How many of you guys believe this story? <laughs> None of you believe the story. It's okay, you know, I... I played video games and jerked off. I was just trying to be entertaining. Jesus. Um, sometimes I wonder, so I've been in San Francisco for a while now, and I'm wondering if I'm becoming more kinky. Like, is it masochism to get so stoned that you can't even move, be super hungry, and then turn on the food network? <laughs> right, and, uh, and if it is, then... Uh, then am I in an S&M relationship with a fucking network, not with just a person? Um, so let's see, what other thoughts? Do you guys realize that uh, the three-year-olds talk? Like, worse than talk, they actually ask questions. 
which can be super awkward. I went to this uh, birthday party for um, like a three-year-old's basically third birthday party. And uh, of all the people, she decided to ask me a question. And her question was, Uncle Jean, what's abortion? Ah! And I'm like, fuck, you know, what, I, what am I going to do? You know, do I, uh, do I do the progressive San Francisco thing and just explain it to her? Do I try to figure out what her parents might have told her on the subject? I figured, fuck it, let's roll with it. So I told her, like, well, you know, let's say your brother has a girlfriend. And uh, next thing you know, there's a surprise uh, niece and nephew on the way. But, uh, you know, his girlfriend already got into Stanford, and he's got City College written all over him. So, you know, the girlfriend's mom is going to uh, take her to, uh, to a special hospital where the special doctor does this procedure, and, uh, and your brother's girlfriend gets to go to college. And... Uh, <laughs> And then she says, I don't get it. How come then my mom says I can have a portion of the ice cream, but not the whole thing? Ah. I'm like, you know, it's easy. Your mom's just a bitch. What are you going to do? Um, let's see. Damn, how much time do I have? Was that the one minute? Were, that was the one minute. You got 50 seconds. Right 50 now. seconds, excellent. Well, then, then we can talk about religion. Um, <laughs> I like analyzing religions, but not in terms of like what they have you do, but why it is that they tell you that you have to do it. So, for example, Judaism, my people's religion, um, if you had to summarize it, it would be basically called the art of the deal, right? Because basically what, uh, what was happening is Jews were slaves in Egypt, and then one day the sky just opened up, and God looked down on us and said, Oy vey, uncomfortable, isn't it? And we said, like, yeah, no shit. And he's like, well, you know, it's a good thing you kept up that circumcision business I taught you a while back. So I got, uh, I got a deal for you. I get you out of the shithole, put you up on a nice property by the Mediterranean, and, uh, and in return, you guys from now on are Jews. Uh, and we said yes. And the point of it is that now if you go to the rabbi and you ask him, you know, like, why do I have to do whatever? He says, well, because you made a deal, so keep up. You know, like, why do I have to like bagels and locks? You know, because you made a deal, fucking keep up. Like, why do I have to fucking manipulate the media and the banks, like, <laughs> takes, like, up, like, my whole fucking day. I come back from work, there's, like, fucking five, like, CEOs in my studio apartment waiting for me to tell them what to do. <laughs> like, fuck am I gonna do with it? And then I, you know, and then I have to spend the rest of my time discrediting Donald Trump. So, in any case, but that's why it's because of the deal. Thank you very much, guys. Taking bits of little boys' penises and putting them in a skin box for later. Just like God does, Gene Feld. Your next comedian, I'm sure he doesn't touch baby dicks ever. He actually teaches people how to be stronger and better. I mean, I 
looking at him makes me want to do push-ups. It's like, are you, you know what I mean? That's weird for the radio audience, but just when I bring him up, everybody do 17 push-ups. Put your hands together for their next comedian, Adrian McNair. Quit that job like two years ago, Pam. You still look like you're it's doing 17 I still, push-ups every you know what? 30 seconds. That's, it helps being half black. That's pretty much my workout routine. My mom fucked tall black dudes, and I came out, turned my life around. I'm half black and I'm half white. I call it CrossFit. It's very popular in the Bay Area right now. That's a joke that I do all the time, but you just happened to set me up for it. So here comes the shit. I um, I remember this like I'm fucking like. I used to have I used to have heroes until f- the goddamn internet just started taking all my is everybody like just having their life their heroes taken away by the internet like you can't learn shit about anybody without somebody like posting fucked up like there was a, a Facebook argument the other day about Martin Luther King Jr. This dude was calling out Martin Luther King Jr. for cheating on his wife. You know, like, a t- like, I don't know if you guys know this, Martin Luther King Jr., like, serial cheater, cheated on his wife all the time. But now, like, I have to start looking at the bottle as half full. I'm like, you know what? I don't think black men lost a hero. I just think dudes who cheated on their wives just have an amazing role model to look up to now. <laughs> You're telling me you could bang the maid or the pool boy and wake up the next morning and be like, you know what? This would be a great morning for some change. Um, You can't, like, all right, the thing I feel like with Martin Luther King Jr. is you can't argue it. Like, even if he was in the civil rights game for, like, all like all the wrong reasons, like, all the wrong reasons. Like, if he went to, like, a diner sit-in or, like, a peaceful protest, you know, and he, like, looked around and, like, he thought to himself, like, you know what? I never noticed this before, but these bitches love change. <laughs> Let me get real good at that shit once I get this orator money. Uh, glad that worked. Uh, my girlfriend is, uh, she's upset with me right now because uh, she, she found my dream diary and uh, she, she didn't like how many white women were in it. And uh, I don't know what to tell her. Like, she found my dream diary. Yeah, I keep a fucking dream diary. She found it and she read it and then she was like, who the fuck is Scarlett? I'm like, Scarlett Johansson. Like, you gotta... You just you skipped over the part where my teeth fell out and I stepped on a dove and that's what you're upset about. There's so much other alarming shit in there, you know? I document my dreams, trying to figure out where all the baggage is coming from. I got all this racial baggage banging around and I, I read through it and what I'm starting to learn about myself is that I'm not attracted to white women unless you're racist enough to make me feel black, if that makes any sense. Because I feel very insecure racially, you know? Like racial slurs make me feel sexy a little bit, yeah. And if, all right, like, if you don't think, if you don't think racial slurs can make you feel sexy, none of you have ever been called night train in the bedroom before. That shit is magical. You got to be comfortable. Just throw it out there. Coffee dick is another one I really like. Thank you. All right, I'm done with that. Um, all right. I, uh, I'm a, as a low, as an open mic comedian, people in public will recognize me from clubs, but not performing at the club. They just see me like hanging out. 
like outside of the club and then they bring it up later and he's like oh hey man i saw you at i saw you at Cobbs the other night and i'm like oh yeah man how how was i and they're like you looked okay You're like what the fuck kind of question is that I had this dude who actually saw my act, but then he replaced my act with shit that he just thought I should have been talking about. I saw him at the gym, and he was like, he was with his buddies, like, oh, dude, I saw this guy at, uh, I saw him at Punchline, he's hilarious. He talks about uh, working out, uh, creatine powder, he talked about creatine powder, uh, he talked about Max wife a little bit, and... <laughs> All right, I'm out of time. Uh, this is fucking cool, man. It's, it's nice to be back. This is one of the first places ever to comedy. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Thanks for having me, Pam. Thank you. Adrian McNair. Hooray, hooray. Everybody watch him because he's going to be on IMDb and a million movies and all kinds of cool stuff because look how pretty he is. Duh. And he's smart. Fuck you guys. I think he went to Berkeley or some shit. It's so weird when pretty people are smart. I just It blows my mind. It's so funny. Your next comedian, I just met her, and she's a super pretty person, and I know she's super pretty smart, even though I would never objectify a woman by calling her pretty, but I will always do it because she's got a hot rack. Everybody put your hands together. It's Maddie Summers! Thanks, Pam. Hi guys. Uh, I'm gonna start because everyone wants to hear about feminism from a female comic. Uh, on Saturday, Friday, I was at a bar and two guys with a load of dirt under their fingernails and a lot of facial beard. They came up to me and they go, hey, you should smile more. What's your name? And I lied about my name five times in that conversation. <laughs> five times. Yeah, I've realized I have no game. I realized that recently, but there's a track record. It started in high school. I started going out with this guy whose mom was the manager of Metallica. Oh, shit. You think, okay? <laughs> you think. All that he had to show for it was a lot of Metallica keychains, t-shirts, and a mat in his car on the floor. No game. Uh, second time, this is like my most embarrassing moment. Most embarrassing. Uh, he was Irish. And again, that quality, the most appealing quality, ended up being like the most shameful thing about the whole event. Um, yeah, the thing about being Irish is that like you're a colonized country, but no one knows why blackface is bad there. And he was really proud of his Barack Obama Halloween costume. And I had to explain in public why it was bad. And then I had sex with him two more times. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I'm a woman, so I smile more. For an Irish person, it's anything, any pigment, <laughs> any pigment. Any color is color. Any color. Um, yeah, part of why the Smile More thing really got under my skin is it was, um, it's, it's funny kind of growing up and it's like, you know, like when, you know, like you'll get asked on dates. No, you'll just get demanded to show off your orthodontic work in a dark bar. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, if someone was just to approach me and ask me out on a date, like, how would I want that to go? 
And I realized that like a wine and taxidermy night would probably be my go-to. I have a lot of hashtags built up for this. We could do like Marlowe and murder. We could do um, like like Sauvignon and a souvenir. (laughs) And then we could do like Cabernet and chipmunks. Yeah, so that's just that's just a goal. I think that could go very well. Um, what else? My birthday's coming up. I'm turning 25 next week, which is 60 years old in woman years. So I'm turning 60 years old in woman years next week, and um, I can't wait for my stock to crash when I'm 29. <laughs> Anyways, I was thinking about it, and like the game kind of changes when you're not a kid anymore, but you still kind of think, like, if I could get anything for my birthday, what would it be? I think it would be like a shrunken head, you guys, in all honesty. I think that could be fun. And I was reading about them, and it turns out that's where we get the phrase headhunters, which if you think about actual headhunters, like people in suits who have been like born in a suit and like grow up in Brooks Brothers, yeah, those are the last people who could ever actually run through a jungle successfully. Um, Wrapping up. Yeah, so I live in the suburbs. I live with my parents. And I live in a place where people send out emails asking for, like, camps for four-year-olds to be better at at art and take them to the next level in math and science. And when I'm driving home at night, I see a lot of, like, skunks and raccoons and, like, deer. And I'm realizing, like, maybe I'm the Disney princess of, like, night vermin. (laughs) And that just gives me a lot of hope for the next year of my life. So... I can't have a smoke with my Yay! beer. Yay! Night vermin! Rats, chipmunks, Maddie. Maddie and a bunch of chipmunks. Summer will never be the same, but it's not summer, it's summer. Your next comedian, oh my God, he's back with us because he's back in graduate school for a law degree. Hey, he won't be an asshole, right? Put your hands together and sit, sing. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, nothing wrong with that. We love maple donuts. Watch my career die before my Whatever you want. Whatever, which one you want. I'm just gonna spend my four minutes untangling these wires because they're bugging me this whole show. They've been bugging me this whole fucking show. I just got back from uh, England. I don't even want to use that one. I just wanted to untangle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just really, bu- it just really bugged me. I don't even think this is on. Is this on? <laughs> All right. I uh, I shot I shot these promos for a buffet when I was in uh, Scotland because I guess they just wanted like someone who looked like he went to buffets. I think <laughs> like we need an American. Like we need. And uh, didn't even pay me. They paid me in buffets, which is the saddest, the saddest offer I've ever accepted. And it wasn't for television either. Like, they shot these promos for this website, which is just like, that's the saddest version of a casting couch ever, right? <laughs> also the best case scenario for a casting couch, I feel like. Uh... I went, I don't, I, I was, so I went to like four buffets, which was awful. It was just a horrible, because I've never enjoyed a buffet. I've never gone to a buffet and had a good time. I've only gone to a buffet and like tried to win the buffet, right? That's all <laughs> you can do, right? Do you, that's, I, a buffet isn't a meal, it's just this challenge you take. 
because you're cheap. That's it. Like I, like a, all a buffet is is oh this is nine ninety nine. Well then I will eat ten dollars worth of food at least. That's it. That's all a buffet is. Like I have rules when I go to a buffet. You know, like the first rule they're gonna offer you bread. Fucking don't eat it. Like that is a trap, right? That's a trap to eat the bread. What you wanna eat is the seafood because it's weirdly expensive. So I fucking shovel shrimp into my mouth every time. I don't even like seafood. You understand? But it's not about that. It's about trying to tell them to stop offering me so much food for free. It's a mistake. That's all. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> and it fucking went four times because it was free. And uh, I just felt like a goddamn superstar walking into the buffet being like, I don't got to pay for this. And they're like, oh, it's the guy from the promos. <laughs> no. It, uh, my favorite part about the promos is uh, uh, <laughs> they were shooting it and the chef really wanted to be in it. <laughs> Like he just, he kept watching me being it. So he was, he just like looked like. So I, I brought him in and we shot stuff together and he had nothing to say. Like he didn't even speak English that well. It was very awkward. Cause it was, this is Scotland. Like you should be able to speak the language you grew up in. And it was just me going like, so you know, first rule, you gotta eat a lot of seafood. He's like, the seafood is great. And I was like, cool. And the second rule is you should, you know, avoid the bread. And he went, the seafood is great. Because he was very nervous. I don't know. Uh, it's so weird being back. That's, that's, that's the best, like, that's the best welcome back is I, I got off the flight Sunday night and Monday night I fucking did brainwash. And there's no, there's no better way to humble yourself immediately than to bomb for five minutes to no one. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I deserve. Um... I got racially assaulted when I was in England. That was very nice. Uh, cool to see I'm like the world's best scavenger hunter. I can find anything anywhere, right? Uh, I have been racially assaulted in Seattle, uh, San Francisco, and Oxford, which is like the best version of Pokemon Go. It's the most impressive. Uh, I don't need to play that game. I can find anything anywhere. Uh, but uh, what I learned is I fucking hate conspiracy theorists now, right? Because they're like, oh, man, Bigfoot is real, man. Bigfoot is fucking real, let me tell you. And I was like, yeah, man. Well, anyway, I got racially assaulted. like, where's the evidence? <laughs> you ain't got no proof. And I was like, great. Well, thank God we're both comedians. All right, guys, I'm Sid Singh. Have a nice time. Peace. And Yay, Sid Singh. Forever, he's back in town. Yay, yay. I might use him as a lawyer someday when I'm in jail because uh, no one will bail me out and I feel like he has money. Your next comedian uh, is, he's here, I, I, he's been here before, I'm excited that he's back, everybody put your hands together. It's Corey Parker! Out of my way. What's up, mutiny? My first time here on a Friday. I wish I would have known it was three microphones. I would have brought my mom and dad. <laughs> Darn. Um, I'm a comedian. That means I have a superpower. With just the thought of getting on stage, I can summon up diarrhea. <laughs> Basically diarrhea. <laughs> I don't have to eat for a week, people. Could have just went to the restroom five minutes ago. Soon as the host says, you're next, my stomach goes into a bubbling crude. Crap, that is doo-doo-dee. 
horrible life. Make some noise if you got crazy people in your family. I'm so glad, white people, that you guys made a noise because I was about to say, you know darn well you got some serial killers in your family. I can't laugh too hard because I got some bank robbers in my family. The kind that don't like to wear a mask. <laughs> Wondering why they got caught. Wondering why they got caught like, man, somebody's snitching. Nah, you just crazy as hell, that's all that is. My uncle is crazy. Went to his house for a barbecue. Went to his backyard, no barbecue pit. This fool walks towards a smoking fouling cabinet. He pulls out one drawer, he got a row of chickens in there. He pull out a second drawer, he got turtles in the half shell. Hey, y'all, he from the South. Rat came out of nowhere, bit him on the leg. I guess that was the real-life master splinter. He wasn't even phased by it. He just picked up the rat and threw him in one of them drawers. Man, we ate all that food. Everything tastes like a loose-leaf binder. For flavor, I had to put white out on mine. Now, y'all, he's going to be opening up a restaurant down the street, so I'm expecting you all to show up. Bring your own white out. Um, have y'all been watching the Olympics? Or what I like to call it, the old dick print? Uh, men's track team. You do not need to wear tight shorts to run faster. It does not work that way. Did y'all see Simone Manuel win the gold medal for swimming and be the first black woman to ever do it? I don't like that. Because it proves the stereotype that black people, we don't swim. I don't know why we don't swim. I think the movie Jaws has something to do with it. That's all my time, y'all. Uh, hit me up on uh, Corey Never Ate One on Facebook, capital C, capital N. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to be doing three minute sets for our final five comedians, only because that's all the time we have. But your next comedian, he's a lovely human being, and you're going to love him up so much. Put your hands together. It's Cole Chapman. I like that. I wish more people just went Cole when I was walking to the stage. That'd be way cooler. Cole. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. See you later. Have fun. Uh, all right, calm down. We've 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 moved on. Uh, man, man, all right, this is it's out of control. Okay, <laughs> you need to calm your shit, man. Uh, I do like your hair, though. I would comment on it, but I feel like, the, oh boy, there are two of you. Oh shit, <laughs> never mind. Oh, okay, we don't need. Okay, all right. I'm just gonna look at you, Colin. At <laughs> this five empty seats over here. This seems like the right kind of thing to do. Okay. Um, What's up, guys? I got three minutes, and I've already killed a minute just doing nothing, so I got to move with this shit. Uh, we're all comedians, right? Everybody here a comic? No, you're not? Okay. Of course you are. Everybody else. Okay. Uh, you guys ever get weird advice uh, about doing comedy from people who don't do comedy? 
Yeah, what the fuck? I don't understand. I did a improv stand-up show, uh, like, last week, which, by the way, is kind of an insult to stand-up comedians, uh, just because it's like, yeah, we like your face, but we don't like anything that comes out of it that you wrote, so if you could just show up and wing it for 10 minutes, that'd be way better. <laughs> we'd, we'd much rather you have nothing than whatever you were working on for in a year and a half. Like, that'd be great. Which is, like, weird. It's kind of like asking a clown to show up to a birthday party, but, like, no face painting, no uh, juggling, no... You know, anything. And it was like, what, you just want to show up and, like, scare kids? And he's like, it's like yeah, it's kind of. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Like, well, this guy came up to me after this improv stand-up show, uh, and he was like, never done comedy? I got some advice for you. I was like, well, let's see where this goes. And he was like, he was like you're funny, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was it. That was his advice. And then to hammer it home, he repeated that exact phrase 27 times. I counted. <laughs> It, like, I'm not, I'm not lying. It was like, I was sitting there in front of him, like, all right, 26, 27. Oh, shit. Okay, that's 27 times. Uh, and here's the thing. He just said it with different, like, intonations on different words every, every time. Uh, valid point. Every single time. I was like, I understand where you're coming from, sir. <laughs> like, he's like, shut the fuck up. I was like, yeah, totally. Then he was like, no, shut the fuck up. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's a good point. That's why I should uh, only do three minutes here. Um... I understand. I guess I have that face that like already annoys people from the jump. Like I just show up, people are just like, shut up. Like I haven't said anything. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, I know this because last night I was on BART. And you know when you're on BART or any kind of subway and you see like six cars back, like you see through the doors, like into the other trains, you see just like that hurricane of humanity just like walking through. Just like, ah, I'm screaming at people, I'm scaring people. And you're just like, ah, shit. Like, I hope, like they're moving from car to car and you're just like, I just hope they don't sit behind me and then they sit behind you. You know, like that's, like, of course it's gonna happen. So, like, this guy, he's like, he's like moving through the car like some hurricane and then like comes, sits next to me. And it just screams at the top of his lungs. He's like, you white boy! She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, what? Like, I, like, he was screaming at like, honestly screaming at me. And this is what you got to do. Uh, don't move at all. Stay on your phone. Don't move. It's like a spider. You just stay motionless. And he'll be like, all right, there's nothing here. And he'll move on to the next one. And it was like, I was like, I don't understand. Like, he screamed, you white boy, you're going to snitch, like, 27 times at me. It was like this guy who gave me the advice again, like, showed up. It was like, rah, I got to give it to you. Uh, and here's the thing. I was like, dude, I know. I was like, I know I'm a white boy. Like, have you seen my act? That's all I talk about. Like, I, I didn't understand where this guy was coming from. It just seemed like a, like a shitty thing. Hey, and this was a shitty joke to end on, but I only got three minutes. So, you know what? I'm glad we could all end with you looking like Robert Redford over here. <laughs> Just kind of a shocked look on your face. I'm gonna go. See you later. Bye. Cool Chapman, white boy. Not yay, me. everybody. Yay, and then yay, and then yay. Your next comedian, he's another white boy. It's gonna be rad. Everybody put your hands together. It's Brian Thompson. They all come to Hooter City. They are the boys in the Brian Thompson. Hey. Woo Hello. Is this thing on? Damn, thank you. You nailed my last name this time. I'm still thinking about I'm still thinking about a new uh, stage name. I was thinking Brian Thompson, that's kinda just generic, you know? I was thinking like I need something sexy. Something like Guy. Been playing uh, Street Fighter for Super Nintendo recently. Guy. That's kind of fucking sexy, masculine. But then I need a nice last name, you know, something kind of relaxed. 
yet also active. I was thinking something like shitting. Guy shitting. Up next, guy shitting. So I was uh, hanging out with my mom this past week. My mom and my aunt, they're getting old. So they're in their late 60s. Holy shit. And then we were hanging out with like people that are like a decade older than them. And we, so I'm hanging with all these like old ladies and it's, it's very, uh, it's very, it was actually quite exciting, really good wine. I felt like, wow, I can be this like really sexy guy. Like I'm hanging out. And as we leave the restaurant, this, uh, this woman who's almost 80 years old, she looks at me and I look at her and I do the open arm thing. Like, let's hug it out. And I swear to God, this is a true fucking story. She's like, boom, and she goes down hard. She goes down hard. I try to grab her. I try to grab her, but I grab her purse, and it was like did help. I think it did help. Say it softened the blow, but it was also kind of like jerky as fuck, and uh, a little brutal. And then she got up, you know, I was like, let's not get, she wanted to get up right away. I slowed things down, had my mom help her from behind. Eventually, uh, eventually she's standing and then she's just saying out loud, this is really embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. And I think that's fucking progress, you know, because a hundred years ago, you have to just dust yourself off and pretend like that didn't happen, right? And then she, she's like, I'm totally fine, totally fine, full denial mode. That's like the way to respond to those kind of embarrassing situations. And you wait till you get home and you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, you fucking idiot, everyone saw you fall. You're so stupid, so fucking stupid. <laughs> Shit, really? I was gonna tell poop jokes and all sorts of things. I gotta start getting on that early list, fam. I need, I need to figure that out. I don't know how to crack that code yet. Maybe you can help me out. You went, yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Now I'm all blacked out all of a sudden. This happens every now and then. New comedian. Name's Guy Shitting for everyone who's on the radio right now. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. Let me check my notes. Self-talk. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's a, uh, all right, I'll just end on this. This is the truth. This is true. Your balls, for the men in the room, they're always moving. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like if I tell you your heart is always pumping, people are like, yeah, 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 of course. I, I doubt that any ladies in the room realize that the balls are always moving. And I believe that all the men in the room also don't realize that your balls are always moving. So I encourage you to go home and check it out for yourself. <laughs> I once, I once let, uh, I once figured this out. I was pretty mystified, you know, just like, they're like, they're moving around. I know I got to wrap it up, but you know, that is kind of how the balls like move though. But they're fucking magnificent. You know, they can pump out like millions of seeds at a time, but somehow that's the appropriate. Anyway, name's Guy Shitting, AKA Brian Thompson. And uh, check it out for yourself. And show your lady friends, or if you got a boyfriend, check it out too. Peace. Brian Thompson, check out his balls, yay! Your next comedian, very funny guys. He also has balls. Put your hands together. It's Colin Oltz. That's true. Your balls are always moving. They move a lot. All right.
So, um, Leslie Jones, she had her pictures, her nude photos hacked and the people posted online. And uh, it's like, you know, one of the latest celebrity hacks. And uh, I was like, fucking great. It's probably more racist white dudes fucking doing this. Uh, I didn't check to see if that was the case. I just assumed. Um, and it sucks. They're fucking, it, like, I don't know what they're angry about. Like, I, I don't know if they're, like, angry about possibly becoming the minority in the country uh, as, you know, more people move in and uh, different ethnic groups take over. But it's like it's already happening. I know that white people are already becoming the minority because I hear phrases like, hey, I got myself a white girlfriend. <laughs> It's like a white person line. Like, I got myself a Puerto Rican girl, you know? Something like that. And it, it sucks, cause like, uh, I was, they're ruining things. They're cramping my style and I would, I'm just looking forward. Cause like when you become a minority, you get to have novelty dick. And that's what I was looking forward to. Just like, and now I have to do like damage control and I just gotta be like, get it while it's not completely racist. Like, I don't know. All right. Went about as well as I could have hoped. Um, Your balls are always moving though. And uh, check it out. It's like a crystal ball, but of, Epidermis. All right, that's it. Saturday night is a night Runs my favorite open mic every Wednesday at the Eagle. Signups are at 5:30. The show is from six to eight, and if you don't go, you're an asshole. That's all you have to know about that. It's a great show. Your next comedian is an asshole. That's all you need to know about that. Put your hands together. It's Zach. Oh, wise man. A smoke with my beer. Even up. I'm just selling fucking hats, guys. That's all I'm doing. I got $10 hats, $5. Uh, $20 hats, $10. All hats half off. That's great. Uh, I was going to capitalized on that Pokemon Go game, I was like, oh, I'll just put a Pokemon symbol on these hats. And I realized I didn't know what the Pokemon symbol was, so I just wrote Pokemon hat on it. <laughs> I'm already fucking selling these. It's so stupid. I got that. Uh, I made a real logo. This is bullshit. I don't, I'm not proud of this at all. Uh, I have an under hat. That's for, that's for under your other hats. You know what I mean? <laughs> you need a base layer hat. Uh, th- this is a pre-owned hat. It used to be mine. You could buy it. $10. <laughs> This is not a hat. That's not a hat. <laughs> Does anybody want any of these hats? Not a hat. Not a hat? That's $10. $10 is a fair price for a hat, motherfucker. These came all the way from China. Somebody had a, fl- a pilot was involved. $3. $3? No. That's what I, I paid more for. Th- <laughs> so how you guys doing? You don't want any of the fucking hats? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, I was tripping balls the other day. Uh, I do a lot of acid. 
uh, as tripping balls. And then, uh, also, I live in a closet. I live under the stairs of the house. Never mind. I was in my bedroom, the closet, and I, I, I was hearing the traffic outside, and I was like, dude, that's like a fucking superpower, man. That can hear through walls? This is solid matter all around me. That's what acid does, guys. That's what acid does. It's the best drug on the planet. Uh, it's the only drug that makes me think better thoughts. Some people are scared of acid because it does give you crazy brain, and you'll have crazy thoughts. You just have to recognize that those are crazy. You know, like one time uh, my brain produced this. It was, uh, don't tell the Tuesday ducks about the Sunday ducks. I don't fucking know. I don't know at all. But I know it's crazy. Okay, done. It's always the shit I don't have. Fucking stupid hats! He was being done there? Crazy times. That's because my phone also dumped out at the same time. Uh, fate and premonition all come together. Because Zach Wiseman is a sage, an alchemist, a wizard, if you will. Uh, everybody do acid with Zach Wiseman at one time in your life. Yay. That's your next comedian is a comedian. She's a lady, and like I think she has a real life, and I don't know why she's doing this, but that's cool. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Valerie Vernell! Yeah! Oh, I'm so sorry about that. So sorry. Um, so here's the thing. I, I did a podcast a while back. Um, I had an old friend from high school, like like 10, we even talked in like 10, 12 years, messaged me and said, oh my God, I'm so glad that you've overcome your struggles, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing comedy. But here's the thing, there was a lot of white bashing, a lot of white bashing on that podcast. Mind you, it's 114 minutes of podcast, talking about my life, talking about comedy, talking about other things. Four minutes maybe out of 114 is like, ah, white people, take a joke. That's it, that's it, that's all it is, right? So then she, we messaged back and forth, and she's like, I really want to have a conversation about race. And I should have known what I was getting into when she wrote, I identify as Latino or white. I should have known <laughs> what the fuck I was getting. You know what I mean? Because it's like first... Right, it's like first off, I think it's pretty much Latina if you're a female, right? And then it's like the or white. It's like if you can identify as anything other than white, you're not white, like it's that simple, you know what I mean? So then we messaged back and forth for a little while and she just goes, you know, I'm just disheartened because I'm a teacher. Let me just open up. I'm a teacher and the black and brown kids in my class gang up on the white students and the white teachers and call them racial slurs. And when I read this, I laughed my fucking ass off, dude. I was like, I would pay to see this shit. Like little like nigglets and spicklets going, hey cracker, hey honky. Like really, like this is like a Chappelle show sketch in your classroom every day. Like I would pay for this shit. No, but then I was like, these kids, dude, these kids, like they have to experience all sorts of shit when they leave there. You know what I mean? These little black and brown kids. Like they have to experience shit like environmental racism. You know what I mean? Think about it. I'm just gonna break this down. Redwood trees, all right? Redneck, peckerwood, huh? Read between the lines, people. Like, white power is everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, oak, okay, oak is bullshit. It's an acronym for only Aryan and Ku Klux Klan trees. Like, this is what I'm talking about. You gotta see where the white power's at. You gotta read between the fucking lines. You know what I mean? It's everywhere, white privilege. 
By the way, I just want to pay respects to you guys, White Power, Heil. You know, I just, I just want to pay my respects on the air. Just want it documented. No, but it's like racism, like, in, and the thing is, like, I don't think she gets it. It's like, if you want to know what racism is, if you've never experienced it, um, imagine you were in a crowded elevator, and then that elevator got stuck, and then someone ripped a huge fart. You know what I mean? Like, the cheesiest fucking juiciest fart you ever, like, for, like, 500 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for 500 years, just a cheesy bean burrito <laughs> stuck on this fucking elevator. It's just shitty. It's just fucking shitty. Oh man, I love Toyota Priuses. Do you guys like Toyota Priuses? Um, I love because they sound like what most minorities sound like when black issues arise. You know, silent. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was the extent of my jokes. Um, trying to think of one more. Oh, someone asked me the last time I gave a bum change, and I said the last time I gave a bum change was when I donated to the Bernie Sanders campaign. Um, this was the crowd for that. This was the crowd. This was the crowd for that. Um, do I have more time or no? Get, you got like 15 seconds. 15 seconds. All right, thank you guys for laughing. Have a good night. Got pretty curly hair and doing her thing. Your last comedian of the happy hour tonight is the biggest dirtbag of all dirtbags. Like, if you've ever, like, thought about a dude reclining in a, a, a retarded bus van and, like, touching... Yeah, you're up next. And touching his stomach in a weird way, this is your dude. This is the dude for you. You guys are going to love him. It's Ethan Albers! <laughs> This one. Hey, guys, I was not planning on going up, but she said I retarded bus, so I knew I was on stage. I live on a school bus here in San Francisco. I don't pay rent. Yeah, fuck all you people. Don't pay rent. It's great. I don't pay any rent. I know you're jealous. It's cool. It's cool. I I deal with stuff in my day-to-day that uh, is different. Where you, you get the luxury of paying for rent and get the, the safety of that. I just have to deal with certain things when you live on a bus, certain people, street people, people of the streets, homeless people, st- street people. I'm talking about homeless people here. Are we on board? I'm talking about homeless people. I've dealt with them all. I've dealt with all, like, all walks of life on a bus, but I recently dealt with the worst thing in a year and a half, I've lived on this bus. And you know what it was? Guess what it was? It was a white boy trying to film a Vine video. A white guy trying to film a... He's worse than a pimp. He's worse than a prostitute. He's worse than the time it's like three-legged, like this legged, like one-legged guy was like not like for a long time on the door, like knocking. He's not... This guy with a, trying to film a Vine video has less self-awareness than a methamphetamine addict has less self-awareness. He was just like, he came over and he's just like, I was talking about side of comedy story, the comedy show. He comes up afterwards, he sees me on the bus, and he's like, hey, say your name, and now I'm coming on the bus. I'm like, no, you're not. And he goes, but dude, dude, let me on the bus. I'm like, dude, you're not getting on the bus. And he goes, dude, 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 really, dude, 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 
Dude, really? Really? We were vibing earlier. Really? Dude, 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 dude. That was it. That was, that was the worst thing I've ever had to deal with on a bus was this fucking guy. This fucking guy. It really changed my eyes on fucking white people, man. We're, white guys are bad. We're, I'm, we're bad. I'm bad. We're bad. We're bad. That is all of human history is fucking white guys ruining shit. All of human history is white guys trying to film a Vine video. That's all human history is. Is this white guys going, bro, bro, bro. I gave you the blanket, bro. Put the blanket on, bro. Bro, bro, bro. Let me see your land. You got a lot of land, bro. Let me see your land, bro. Come on, bro. Bro, bro. Let me see your land, bro. That's all of human history. We're terrible. Wait. <sighs> I can see why black people don't like me. Totally, 100%. <laughs> totally now. Oh, man. I, uh, I, yeah, I live on a bus. Uh, trigger warning on this one. I'm either fucking lose you or I'm going to get you on this one. I, uh, I live, yeah, I live on a bus. And here's the thing. I, I, I'm a pretty laid back guy. But living on a bus, I developed road rage on the bus. Something about just like, you know, when you're driving a car in traffic, it's one thing. But when you're driving like your home, you're like, get out of my fucking way. And I say one word. And I'm not proud of it. But I use one word when I fucking drive this bus. I use the word faggot. I just yell it. And it's like natural. It's not good. I, you have that look. You're like, that's not good to say that word. I know it's not good to use that word. I'm in the wrong. I know the fucking power of that word. But I use it anyways. And I recently had a moment in traffic where I was like, I got to stop using this. Because this woman's like the toll plaza trying to come into the city. She's driving across like five lanes and I yell faggot at her and she's like whoa she like stops and like and just like looks at me and she has that look and I knew that look she goes whoa if he's saying that to me in traffic what's he saying to the kids on the bus <laughs> and I was like I gotta change my way man this is not good that's been my time thank you very much Pam Benjamin Everybody, that's the end of happy hour here at MooneyRadio.fm. Uh, we're gonna play some commercials and we'll be right back with Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse tonight's amazing show. Over 40 versus under 30, Gen X versus millennial bullshit. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a good time. I hope that you guys uh, listen to everything happening here on MuniRadio.fm. Bye bye. C S M F B N C F U F U F. We got G D here. Small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Down Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing...